welcome to the Profiles in Persistence show. I'm Dusty Rollins, founder and owner of Oxford Business Services. We help entrepreneurs and business owners maximize their profit and minimize their taxes. We believe there should be limits to how much the IRS can punish your success. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on this great inspirational daily podcast. Let's go. All right, so today we are welcoming Henry DuVries, company owner of Indie Books International. You can find him at IndieBooksintl.com. How are you doing, Mr. Henry? It's so great to be here to talk to you about business and persistence. Thanks for the invitation, DJ. Uh, it's no problem. It's no problem. So I want to get started. Uh, give me a little bit about yourself. Tell me about your story, who you are, where you come from. Like, I just want to know everything. Okay. Um, so I run a company called Indie Books International. We work with independent consultants who want to attract high paying clients by marketing with a book and a speech. As an author and speaker, I train business leaders on how to persuade with a story. So in fact, uh, in the last decade, I've been a ghostwriter, co-author, editor of more than 300 business books, including my international bestseller from McGraw-Hill, How to Close a Deal Like Warren Buffett, now in Chinese. So we're in five languages, it's doing great. Um, as a result of working with me, authors report that they get more impact and influence. And then on a personal note, I'm a baseball nut. I have visited 44 out of 46 possible Major League Baseball parks. So I only have two to go before I touch them all. Wow. I also write a weekly column on business development for Forbes.com. Wow, that is, uh, that is a mouthful. Uh, I appreciate it, definitely. Thank you for letting me know. So how did we go into being a ghostwriter? Because you just told me you're the mastermind behind it all. That's what I just heard. So just explain to me, how did we even like hatch this egg? Yeah. So DJ, I get a call one day and I pick up the phone and they go, is this Henry DeVries? And I said, yes. And it says, Henry DeVries, the ghostwriter. And I said, yes. And they said, well, here's my story. It takes place on Halloween night in a haunted in a mansion where somebody died. They're having a seance to contact the the dead spirit of the owner. And I said, I got to stop you right there. I'm not that kind of ghostwriter. Uh, a ghostwriter in the business world is uh, some. It's a tool. I'm I'm a tool. I'm a CEO's tool to help get a book written. Um, so. I interview them. I have a background in journalism and uh, I've written 12 books of my own. So I interview them. I build a blueprint of how the book will work. Um, I interview them for each chapter and I write it up in their voice. So it sounds like they wrote it and then they get to edit it, approve it. And then I get thanked in the acknowledgements as my editor. I want to thank my editor. So a ghostwriter means you need to be invisible in the process. I have a few people have given me permission to say I, I'm their ghostwriter. So people can talk to somebody and say, what's it like to work with them? 
Wow, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, first thing that comes to mind, honestly, is I'm a big fan of music. So you're that important lyricist that really like helps them put those pieces of art together. And that is, I don't know how to express the importance of a ghostwriter in a lot of people's cases. So I want to press on and understand like that has to be challenging, especially to think about how to be someone else and how to write in somebody else's voice and tone and like make it into your own at the same time. Can you like take me through, how do you even get into this mindset? How do you, what sure. is that a challenge or? It's a huge challenge and it's where many ghostwriters fall short. They want to have their voice and their ideas come out of this other person. And that's not the proper way. And, and I didn't know this. It's a skill I built up over the years. Early on, I would ghostwrite articles and opinion pieces for different presidents. And there was this woman who was a president of an advertising agency. And I had the idea and I wrote it up for her and it got published with her picture and her name. And somebody called me up and said, oh, um, that was a great article you wrote for her. I said, how did you know that? They said, oh, because when I read it, I said, that's Henry. So that's where I learned, no, it has to be their voice. So you have to listen. And I mean, I record and take notes for people's turn of phrase for their view. Um, I had one client though, uh, they had me do 10 different books. They're a big New York stock exchange traded billion dollar company. And they, they had, the authors were the marketing experts at this company. And the marketing experts at that company was me. <laughs> they would just give me a title. I would write the book and all they ever said was, great, where do we send the check? Um, so I don't like people to be that um, not involved. So it's a collaboration. You have to learn it's a collaboration. Writing is a team sport. And ghostwriting is especially a team sport. Wow. So, I mean, how do you pull motivation to keep doing this? Because I'm pretty sure, like, I, I don't think there's never an end to words and sentences and phrases that can be made and created. But at the end of the day, the creativity that it takes and, you know, the like you just said, the research of understanding who you're working for and what voice and what type of like style you're trying to put down on paper, like how do you keep it going exactly? Mm -hmm. Well, DJ, I've known what I've wanted to do since I was in junior high. And it was the first time I got to write for the student newspaper and an article came out and there was my name. And I said, okay, this is so cool. My ideas in print for other people to read. And then it morphed into, I just got as excited getting anybody's ideas into print. Um, I have my ideas, but I'm very interested in interviewing other people. I'm naturally curious. And then I get to get their ideas in print. So when their books come out, I'm just as excited as if it's my own book. My, my sister can't understand this. She goes, I, this is not right. This is not fair. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, you did all this work and they get the credit. And I said, yes. And I got paid. <laughs> pay's good. Yeah, pay's good. Pay is pay's good. good. 
Now, there was this one CEO, and his name was Buck. Oh, that's his first name, but I'll leave his last name out. But I was Buck's ghostwriter. So I was writing Buck's articles. And also, Buck had dyslexia. So he couldn't actually write, though he had great ideas and could you know, talk about them. And one day, Buck said, Henry, I just don't know if this is right. I said, what are you saying, Buck? He goes, well... I mean, my name's on this, but really you wrote these things. And Buck was a home builder. And, and I said, Buck, how many homes is your company gonna build this year? He goes, a thousand. I said, oh, so you're gonna build a thousand homes. He goes, that's right. I said, man, your arms must get tired from all that hammering and painting. And he said, well, don't be silly. You know, uh, I have a thousand people working for me. I said, oh, so what you're saying is it's your idea and then they cause it to become. He goes, I see where you're going here. I said, I'm just another tool in your tool chest, Buck. Um, I'm the tool that gets your thoughts out there. Very clever. Very, very clever. I like that. I like that. So, all right. I mean, I'm hearing all the positive and everything, but what's difficult that's what i want to know how do you how do you overcome writer's block how do you keep pushing through whenever you have to meet deadlines what is maybe one of the toughest books that you've ever had to write trying to get in somebody's head and become them well thanks for asking um, i don't know if the the listeners remember the, the actress from the 60s and 70s Zsa Zsa gabor yes but Jaja Gabor went through five ghostwriters because every time she was like, that's not it. So uh, all my assignments don't work out. Sometimes after a month or so, people will end the relationship. And the reason is when they actually see their thoughts down in writing, they realize, huh, I don't have that great of thoughts. I don't have that much to say. Um, one, and his name was Paul, and uh, Paul was a very serious kind of CEO, and let's get down to brass tacks, and let's do this, and so we, I worked with his book, we got it published, the book's out there, and one day Paul calls me and says, Henry, I want to talk to you. So, okay, Paul, what about? He goes, well, when we started this, I expected I was going to hire you, and you were going to write brilliant things uh, for me, and my name would be on it, but you didn't do that. You kept working with me, you were pulling things out of me, you were making this book the best book Paul could produce. And I just wanted to say, you did the right thing. And I said, whew, Paul, I didn't know where this conversation was going. <laughs> but uh, thanks, I guess, you know, thanks. But that's, that's really, I'm trying to make it the best them that it can be. Sometimes when they look in the mirror, um, they fall into one of two traps. The perfection trap, where, oh, this is not perfect. It's not the perfect book. I thought it would be just this, you know, the most brilliant book ever produced. And then the second thing is the comparison trap. They compare it to um, Jim Collins, Good to Great, or Ken Blanchard, One Minute Manager. They, they compare themselves to the top 10, top 20 business books of all time. Well, none of us... Uh, do well with that comparison. 
uh, like the joke, there's always somebody thinner and richer than you are. Um, you know, it's like you, you, you somebody's in better shape. You know, some no matter what you're doing, somebody's better at it than you are. That's not the point. Is the book helpful? Does it help people solve a problem in their lives? Does can you channel your experience, wisdom, expertise, and put it into an organized, readable package? And by readable, also um, so it can be read by a professional narrator on Audible, because. Like people under 40, I find in general, respect authors, respect books. They don't have time to listen to them, but they go on Audible. And, and though I'm not under 40, by any, I, I do most of my books listening on Audible now. And I'm one for 1 1.5. I, I speed them up. I want to have people talking like this and tell me the book because I don't have time to spend a lot of time with this person who talks like this, reading me the book. Because you know, I'm getting information. Sometimes, though, uh, like the Hamilton biography, when you speed it up, or Marie Kondo's uh, book on organizing, uh, pretty funny when you speed them up that way. But you get to the information quick. Understood. Understood. So, I mean, how and what do we do from here? Is there future plans that you have? Is there more that you're trying to do with your ghostwriting? Is Mr. Henry going to make his own book? Is there something that we got to look forward to that you hiding from us or, you know, what? Well, I've, I have 12 books out there and I'm coming out with a new book every year. And my next one is Rainmaker Confidential. Uh, oh. During the pandemic, I went and interviewed uh, professionals and consultants and heads of agencies. And I said, OK, what are you doing right now that's working? What are you doing that's not working? What are you going to quit spending money on? What are you gonna spend more money on? And that's a, what I call a proprietary research study. So people can find out how they compare to the peers or the best. Cause you can't go around asking your competitors what they're doing. I can, and I, can, I put it in Forbes columns every week and then I put it in the book. So that's the big project I'm working on right now. Okay, so should we be expecting that soon, you know, later in the future or are um, we just pinning? Yeah, I think that'll come out uh, in the second half of this year. I just came out with a book called Persuade with a Digital Content Story. Um, so you got to give love to your book. So you got to like that just come out. So we're talking about that. Last year, it was Client Attraction Chain Reaction. Had to give that book some love. So Persuade with a digital content story is about we're living through very difficult times, but there's something everybody wants, more clients, more customers. And in this emotional time, we've got to communicate digitally and we have to use this hidden asset we all have. And the hidden asset that you have that nobody else has are your compelling defining stories and you need to tell your stories uh, online through uh, different sources, email through Zoominars, podcasts. And you need to get your stories out there because your stories matter. So for all the young listeners, older even, what advice? Because uh, it sounds like you are a well of knowledge. You have been in this realm and has succeeded greatly. And I want to make sure that we can pass that knowledge down the road. So 
and for any entrepreneurs or business owners and everything, because, you know, it's uh, definitely dealing with COVID. It's a little different and difficult. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we grew 20% last year. Wow. I, I feel bad for people in travel and tourism and uh, these other industries and uh, certainly hats off to the people working the front lines through healthcare. For consultants who make their living by sharing their wisdom, their experience, I say you need to pivot. We're not going to networking meetings anymore. We're not going on airplanes anymore. So you need to pivot to online. You're living your life in this little frame on Zoom. And I hear people, oh, I'm Zoomed out. I'm all that. It's like, oh, that's stinking thinking. You need to know, you need to embrace it. Uh, you need to get proper camera, microphones, lighting. You need to invest in this and just show up with your energy. Know what, uh, I mean, I, I didn't start off 10 months ago with this type of setup. I was like everybody else just fumbling and it was amateur hour. Um, but then I went out and got coaches and advice and saw how to invest in it to, to get better at it because it still comes down to sharing your expertise, helping people solve their problems in general through your articles, your podcasts, your blogs. And the more people you help, the more generous you are in your help, the luckier you're going to get because people are going to refer clients to you. Clients are going to be attracted to you because they see that you care. And then they will hire you for the specifics. I'm solving problems in general, but the real money is helping people with their specific problems. So I, I just want to, I'm sorry, I got to, got to go there. I got to go there. What are huge specific problems would you say a lot of people deal with just to specify for the audience? Sure. Well, in, from a marketing standpoint, we all need new clients. We need a steady stream of new clients because while it's a great asset to have clients, everything ends. It's going to end someday. So when it ends, what's taking its place? Also, you got to get busy growing as a business or get busy dying. Those are the two choices. There's not really, uh, oh, things are just going to be the way they were and are. No, that doesn't happen. Steady as she goes. Doesn't happen. So you have to have a growth imperative on that. So how are you growing and managing that growth? So those are problems I think every business has. Now, people have different expertise. They also have HR problems, IT problems, uh, sales problems. They have management problems. So whatever problems you solve, you need to be out there helping business solve those problems. Man, I appreciate your time, Mr. Henry, Henry DuVries. And you can find him, IndieBooksInternational.com. But online is going to be IndieBooksintl.com. All right. If you need to contact him, you can email him at Henry at IndieBooksintl.com. Anything else you got to say for us? DJ, I've got two offers for people. One if you think I might like to write an article about you in Forbes.com on business development, marketing, sales, promotion, something in that arena, send an email to Henry at 
indiebooksintl.com and just have Forbes as the subject line. I'll send you back an invitation and instructions on how to pitch me on an idea. If you want to, if you're thinking about doing a book one day and how would that work? And I'll do a no selling strategy call with you, no cost, uh, no kidding. Um, and just send me an email and just say uh, call and I'll send you an invitation to my calendar and we'll have an open, frank, no selling call about what it takes. All right. Well, you heard them here. Make sure you email them at Henry at IndieBooksintl.com. And he can help you with anything that you need dealing with ghostwriting or Forbes or this is the man with the well of knowledge when it comes to writing books. Thank you for your time. My pleasure, DJ. Dusty Rollins here. Thank you so much for listening to Profiles in Persistence. If you're a successful business owner or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit thetaxcure.com slash podcast slash apply. And if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Profiles in Persistence. I love seeing your posts and your guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content, so make sure you don't miss any episodes and go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, www.thetaxcure.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.